The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. And here we are again with another episode of Free Kicks. I'm Rick Kempfer, and Adam is uh, standing by from beautiful Schaumburg, Illinois. Is that right? Absolutely. Perfect. It actually is a perfect day outside. Uh, good day to go out and kick the ball around, kids. In fact, uh, school just ended this past week for us. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, all done, which is nice. So now it's uh, plenty of time. Get these kids out there. Beautiful day today. Yeah. So my my son uh, missed two wide open goals yesterday. So I've got him outside kicking uh, kicking, <laughs> kicking the ball all day long. So he'll be out there until his leg falls off today. <laughs> uh, but anyway, welcome to another episode of Free Kicks. And uh, there was big news this week. We should talk about the news this week before we get to our World Cup preview. We'll be we'll be previewing groups D E. And F, some of the some of the best teams in the world coming up in just a few minutes. But speaking of the best teams in the world, Real Madrid, three-time defending champion of the Champions League, their coach Zinedine Zidane quit. He just quit this week. I mean, yeah. that was shocking news, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big one. It's um, very interesting to do it so quickly afterwards. I mean, he really didn't. Uh, take too much time to think about it either um so he's pretty much cut ties i think he said to uh to his fans and to 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 the real madrid fans that he just wanted to wanted to kind of think that they needed a change for them to keep on winning so he was pretty humble about it um and that, to be that fair can't there, be the real reason can it well I, I think i think when you look at it what else can he achieve you know i mean but that's the. I think that's the thing for him is you know he's won three in a row, uh, Champions League, which is really the the highest profile club competition in the world. Right. You know. He, you know. Maybe he would look at the league. He didn't win the league as many times as he could have done. But realistically, it's a tough one to kind of keep on going. So maybe that was it. But you know, yeah, maybe that's what that was his. Uh, that was his take on it and said, you know, we need a change and uh, I'm ready to move on. So, Well, we'll he's see. won a World Cup as a player, right? Yes. Uh, with France. Uh, he was the star of that team, the captain of that team. And he famously got red carded. Was, it, was that in a final game? Yeah, that was in the final, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Against Italy, yeah. Um, but he was, he was one of the all-time great players, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely one of the best ever that's played the game. I mean, People talk about how great he was in terms of his achievements. I think it was a little bit sad how it finished there for him with the headbutt. Right. Um, but, yeah, but now he's come into management and done an absolutely tremendous job. I mean, absolutely amazing. So do you think his goal is to win a World Cup now as a coach? I think so. I think he's one of those guys that uh, just loves to compete. He's one of those types of people that just really looks for challenges. And so I wouldn't be surprised, especially depending on how France does in terms of the World Cup this year. There's a there's probably a good chance they they might kind of 
I, I think they might struggle a little bit just because of the the group of players they've got. Lots of talent, but maybe not necessarily kind so of the cohesiveness. You, what you're saying, and if you can read between the lines here, you don't want to say it, but they're a bunch of head cases. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that's kind of been their thing, and uh, they've had some issues. They got into some trouble a few a few. World Cups and European Championships ago. So, I mean, they might put it all together. And fair play, that'd be great if they do. But I just don't see it. And that's where I'm thinking this might open the door for Zinedine Zidane to step in as the national team coach. That's that's my thought. So, if he's looking for a challenge, now you said he enjoys <laughs> the challenge. I, I understand there is an opening for a coaching position for a national team, for a big country. I, yeah. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this, Rick. I think I, I, I've seen this. Yeah, they, they, that could be something that could kind of hold him over for a little bit, right? I mean, that would be a challenge. You want a challenge, that's a challenge. Yes, that's for sure. I mean, come in and uh, manage the U.S. national team, that would be great. And uh, who knows what would happen. That'd be you great. know, I actually tweeted this this week, and I was retweeted by the U.S. men's national team. So I thought that was pretty cool <laughs> to be yeah, retweeted but, by them. But just, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they wouldn't say no. I totally agree. I wouldn't be. Su- yeah, that's I mean, fantastic. the Klinsman thing didn't work out. But Klinsman, you know, he he was, uh, you know, he was also a great player and he was also, uh, you know, a famous coach in Europe. But he did not have the pedigree that Zidane has. Correct, correct. I mean, I think Sedan is at a, at the next level. I mean, Klinsman's still at the one of the top levels you can be, but Sedan's at that elite, the best in the world ever type of level. And then he's done it as a coach. So, and wouldn't that be a scoop if they could get him? But uh, I don't know. Be. All right. Well, speaking of American soccer, in this country we call it soccer, partner. They played a game this week. The U.S. men's national team played a game this week. It was a friendly. Um, mm-hmm. It was against Ireland, which is you know, not exactly uh, a football powerhouse. Right. Um, but didn't go so well. Yeah, I mean, again, with that young squad, they went over to Ireland. I think this was probably one of their first true away matches as a group. Um Ended up uh, losing two to one. I mean, the Irish scored literally in the ninety-first minute, so it was a it was a tough one to to concede right at the end. There may be a little bit of inexperience with that young squad. Still a few question marks. I watched most of the game with with the goalkeeping a little bit uh, hesitant there, uh, but Bobby Wood scored a nice goal, and uh, you know, there's getting these young players out there. They, they looked okay. I mean, it didn't they didn't look terrible by any means, and it was probably. You know, when I look at the game, it was probably uh, what I would say the level where we're at right now. It's like a, it was almost like a championship game in terms of, you know, uh, premiership, championship, two teams trying to fight to get into the premiership type of thing, trying to get into the elite group yeah. of teams. And that was really what it was. And so, um, but I think uh, it, there's a lot of positive things that have, been, have come out with all these young players playing for sure. Now, in, in Ireland, uh Soccer is really not the national sport, is it? Like it is in England. No, I mean it's very popular. Don't yeah, get no, me wrong. I know, I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's not. Isn't isn't rugby really the, the big thing there? Yeah, I mean rugby, and then they also have a, a lot of other sports. You've got Gaelic football. Um, that's also very popular. Hurling and curling, all these types of things are very popular, and so it's a different, a definitely a different makeup 
I mean, they'll certainly get behind their national team, no question, when, they, when they're playing their games. But uh, there's a lot of other things going on, too. Okay, for those of you uh, checking us out for the first time, I just wanted to uh, apologize in advance as we head into the, uh, the World Cup preview. There will be some mispronunciations. I'm just going to say it's flat out. We're, 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 we'll be talking about some countries and some names that are... I, I've heard people say the names, and I kind of know in my head how, how they go, yeah. but uh, you'll hear it. And it, the other thing you should know about this show is I, we recorded in our homes. So, like, right now you hear that phone ringing. That's about the phone in my house. So, <laughs> just to give you a little behind the scenes. If you want to get in touch with Adam or I, you can... You can uh, Check us out on Facebook. Uh, we are uh, on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. So if you want to answer us and tell us how these uh, names are pronounced, but you can also uh, check us out on iTunes. If, if you haven't found us on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, which is our main home, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. The Blueberry Directory, you can RSS uh, if you want to subscribe to the show. Um, and, of course, we have our page on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. So let's launch right into it now. This is Group D of the World Cup. And we start with Argentina, which is the number five ranked team in the world. And, well, do you need to say much more other than they have the best player in the world? Yeah. No, exactly. They've got the best player, arguably probably the best, one of the best offensive groups as well. The biggest concern for them is probably everything behind the forwards and the midfield. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where they're going to struggle, I think. Defensively, they may struggle, but you've got Aguero, you've got Di Maria, you've got Messi, you've got so many different players that can find the net. Uh, yeah, it's but, one of those offensive juggernauts, but they were winning games 4-3. to three to get into this uh, World Cup. In fact, they barely made it. Yes, yeah, they had to They had to struggle. I think we talked about it before, is uh, Messi had to score three to get him in, basically, at the end. And, and I think Messi did miss a few games in the qualifying, which probably didn't help. Right. Um, and, and you hate to say it, but they are very much reliant on him. And who wouldn't right. be when right. you have exactly. such a great player? <laughs> so it's just like anything... Um, you know, he, he can he can just change the game. I was lucky enough to see him a few weeks ago in Barcelona, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him play live. And it's frightening yeah. how fast he is. He I really know. is. You don't realize just you're like, oh yeah, he's good. And you know, I always like Ronaldo too. I'm back and forth with both those, but he's frighteningly fast and so good on the ball. It's kind of it's it's scary. I, you know, I, I've watched him. We went to the World Cup in South Africa in 2010. We watched him play against Germany. And and watching him when he doesn't have the ball is really fascinating because he just kind of, you know, walks around, you know, just mm -hmm. very blasé. You can see how he almost puts the defenders to sleep. And then, boom, yeah. he turns it on. And, wow, <laughs> he really exactly. is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you could almost say he's kind of lazy when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah. He really doesn't defend. He doesn't do much defending. Right, you know? that's I, true. I, I don't think he'd be a great player for Jose Mourinho by any means. But but when you look at it, I mean, when he does have the ball, though, he changes the game. So yeah. uh, that's that's who he is. Yeah, you live with the laziness when, yes. <laughs> when you get to three goals. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but the question about him is, and I want to spend too much time on each team, but um, – in Argentina, I know that he still 
the number two guy all time. You know, Maradona is still the God in Argentina, even with all of the stuff that he has done in his personal life all these years, he's still the man. And the reason is he won it. He won the world cup and Messi has not. And this is his fourth world cup. Right, right. Yeah, this he's not going to have too many chances after this. I mean, no, uh, this may be the last one. Yeah, exactly. I know last, you know, this last one they were a little bit unlucky. I mean, but to be fair, he wasn't really fully playing at his at the highest level. He's coming in at a very good level this year in terms of his own form. So maybe this is the one. Maybe we don't expect as much out of the team, and yeah. maybe they go on and and do something that we we didn't expect. So. Well, I think um, we'll you b- both of us agree that they're getting out of this group, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's a – I think this is – if you look at the group, it's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde group. It's kind of the good and the bad if you look at it overall. So, yeah, we'll see. But they're definitely the good part, that's for sure. So let's look at the next one, Croatia. They're ranked uh, 18th in the world. They've got another superstar in their team, uh, Modric uh, the, from Madrid, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of other international players. I know a bunch of them play in the Bundesliga in Germany, but they really have never done anything in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean they've had a few good runs here and there in recently in the last few, but uh, nothing special. I mean, uh, they always seem to flatter to deceive a little bit. I mean, they just played a friendly against Brazil, and uh, Brazil pretty much outplayed them there quite comfortably. Yeah. Uh, but they do have a very good midfield. They've also kind of renowned for um, you know just their overall play in terms of keeping the ball, doing very good things with the ball. Uh, maybe sometimes their emotions get the the other side of them a little bit. And that may be <laughs> part of they're it. Slobs, <laughs> and so um, that may sometimes kind of hurt them. But um, yeah. I mean, still though, I mean. You know, when you look at this group, I, I think they still got a chance. You know, they got a chance to get out, and uh, anything can happen when they get in. But I think they're fighting for second place, that's for sure. I agree, and I think the team they're fighting against is Iceland, who, you know, you'd never think they're the smallest country in the competition by a long shot. And I mean, by a long shot. They have, well, I yeah. think there's only 300,000 people in the whole country. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they have a few stars. They've got the guy from Everton. I don't want to pronounce his name. How do you pronounce his yeah. name? Gilfie Sigurdsson, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and they did do very well, as you remember, in the Euro Cup. I can't remember who they knocked out at the end yeah. there. I forgot completely. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. don't remember was... what team that – oh, wait a <laughs> It was England, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So that was the biggest win in their history, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they had a nice little run there. I mean uh, – yeah, to knock out England, it was that was that was my favorite the- part of Iceland is watching the crowd. You know, they do like this uh, one clap chant. Have you seen yes, that? Yes, yes, <laughs> that is yeah. So cool. Oh yeah, they get after it. They really do. Yeah, it's a good atmosphere. But what do you think? Do you think they make it out of this group? Yeah, it's tough. I, I like I said, I think any one of the three. It's a pick'em. I think Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. I think yeah. you could really pick any one of the three. I think it's how well they do against Argentina. I think the team that actually gets a point against Argentina probably goes through. So let's talk about Nigeria quickly before we go to the next group here. Yeah. Victor Moses from Chelsea. Yep. Uh, Nadidi, is that how you pronounce his name? 
uh-huh. from yep, Leicester yep. City. I just remember yep. him getting a bunch of red cards. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's him, right? <laughs> yep, uh-huh. He's on the team. Uh, the captain is a former Premier League player. Yep, another uh, Chelsea player. Yep. So be Mikel, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. so, I mean, they do have talent. Yeah, they've got some players there. Alex Awobi, too, who plays with Arsenal. Good little player. Um you know, there's some there's some groups there. I, I I watched the highlights. They actually just played England in a uh, warm up game this past weekend. Uh, ended up losing two one. Um, it was interesting. The first half, I just saw the highlights for the first half. They were really poor, Nigeria, and people were saying, "How the heck did these guys qualify for the World <laughs> Cup?" But then in the second half, they played a lot better. But in typical English style, you know. Uh, we kind of made them look a lot better than what they should have done. So, but um, no, it, it's you guys are so hard on your team. I just, oh, it's I it's all love it. Just wait till the World Cup begins. Yeah. But um, but but I I think overall I, I think again you know they might get a result. I think they showed some signs there. Like I said, they've got some experience there. I mean, Victor Moses has, has had a really good couple of years with Chelsea. Kind of found his form again, and Mikel's a good little player too in terms of holding things together. So. Yeah, you never know. Never know. They're they're ranked forty seventh in the world, but uh, they have in the last couple of years they did they did go on to I mean the last couple of World Cups they did make it out of the round. Yeah, exactly. They've done well. Plus another neat fact their their uniform their kit yeah. biggest selling biggest selling uniform so far this year. If you haven't if you got to get a chance, they sold like three million of these things. These they're Nike kits and they're supposedly people love them. And what so are the colors you, again? It's like green and white. Uh-huh. There you go. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's a club I believe. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Group E, which uh, features the number two team in the world, and that is Brazil. Now, we've talked about teams that have that are just loaded with talent, but Brazil, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. This this could be their year. I really think this is this is the team to beat this year in terms of what they have, how they're playing, coming in. Uh, the manager's really done a good job of kind of getting all these groups together. But, you know, you, it's a long list of great players that they have you yeah. know, with Coutinho and Ga- uh, Gabriel Jesus from Man City, young player who's oh, yeah, starting to right. really go, start Jesus, to go he's, through. He's something yeah. else. Yeah, William and... Uh, and then Marcelo for Fernandinho. You've got these great players in there. Yeah, even the goalie, the keeper, is, is yeah. one of the best in the world. Exactly. And then you've also got another player who's fairly decent. <laughs> probably uh, could probably change a game for you in a guy called Neymar. So, now, is yeah. he is he fully fit? I know he was injured this past year. He, he was injured. He's going to coming back. I think he played a little bit in the friendly here recently. So he's coming back. I think he's going to be fairly close to fitness. He's getting these friendly games ahead of the, the World Cup. So I think he's going to be ready to go. So um, I believe this is true, and I have to double check this, but I don't believe that Brazil has won the World Cup in this hem- in, in, the, in that hemisphere. So I mean, yeah, usually it's yeah. a, a European team that wins it over there. Though they might have, in, I think maybe they went won it in Finland or something. But um, it's it's an unusual event for a South American team to win it in a European country. Right, that's true. That's true. I mean, and everybody expected them to win it the last time, you know, when they hosted it. But, right, uh, right, right. You know, and I think that's that's going to probably hold them in good in good stead in terms of that revenge factor. I think they've got revenge on their mind, especially when we talk about Germany here later, but they've got that revenge factor. And it's, 
I think if I look at the brackets, it's set up for a Germany Brazil final. So yeah, it could happen. God, that'd be it could great. happen. That would be yeah. such a great final. All right, well, let's talk about Switzerland because that's the uh, the next group, uh, the next one in this group, and they're ranked sixth in the world, which sounds really high. Yeah, I, you know these rankings are a bit up and down, and I think they've had a few good results here and there, but. Um, you know, they, they do have some talent. I mean, there is some players there, but, you know, um, I don't know as much about them as probably the other teams. I think it's going to be one of those teams that we'll probably find out more as the World Cup goes through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Xhaka from you know, Arsenal will definitely be a key player for them. And, uh, you know, they've got, like I think you mentioned, they've got some Bundesliga players there who are playing at a good level. Yeah, they have seven Bundesliga players. I mean, that anybody who watches the Bundesliga, which I do a lot, you'll recognize half of this team. And Stefan Lichtsteiner from Juventus. I mean, so they do have some good players. But Switzerland has always been one of those teams that is a little boring. You know, they, they play defensively. They don't really get after it. And somehow they end up in the next round. So I wouldn't vote. I wouldn't uh, bet against Switzerland making it to the next round. Right, right. Well, let's take a look at the next group here, which are the next team in there, which is Costa Rica. They're ranked 25th in the world. Now, this is this is a team that crushed America. Remember that game? Yeah, absolutely. They, they had two good results against the United States, which probably knocked them out, really. Realistically, that's yeah. what happened. Um, but, yeah, definitely consistent in CONCACAF qualifying, the Los Ticos group. Um, got some good players. Their goalkeeper is obviously coming off of uh, – the European European Club, uh, the Champions yeah, League Championship yeah, there, us, yeah, yeah um, and did really really well in that game. I thought was one of the better players. And then um, you know they got a captain in Brian Ruiz who's very experienced, right? Uh, he's been around forever. Yeah, he seems like he hasn't gone away. I mean, yeah. he doesn't age that guy. It's yeah. really amazing how well he's done. Um, but yeah, I think I think within the group itself, it's kind of a good mixture of some good players. I think they've got some MLS players on the team as well. They have six. <laughs> they have yeah, six they, MLS players. So that's going to obviously affect those MLS teams, uh, you know, with, during their league games as they go through. But so yeah, I mean, in a way, this not, is the most American team. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it that way, I mean, they're that's true. They're from this part of the world. They have six. Uh, players from uh, the American League um, and you know maybe that's a team that you can root for yeah exactly and there's been a lot of talk about how these types of countries in CONCACAF have done so well you know how their levels improve because of the MLS right uh, because they've so many players have been given an opportunity to play in the league and that's just increased the level of the players in that country. And that's why Costa Rica and all these other teams have done so well, especially qualifying for World Cup. I mean, they were pretty comfortable qualifying. It was not really... Oh, they were the best know, team in the bracket by far. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, they did real well. You know, along with Mexico, they were soaring ahead. So. I think they're better than Mexico, where they were, at least in the, uh, in the qualifiers. All right, let's talk about the last one in the group, and that's Serbia. Mm-hmm. They've got some... They've got some players that you may recognize. There's a few. Uh, there's a few Premier League players on Serbia. Yeah, um, but they uh, they're ranked 35th in the world. They really are, I would say, the worst of this of the four in this group. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the team, like you said, they've got some good players. I mean, like you said, Ivanovic in the back, who kind of controls everything. Um, and then one of my all-time favorite players, I was really upset when he left Chelsea, is Matic 
who's now playing with Man United. I think he's such a solid, solid holding player. Um, and then Mitrovic, who's been playing, I think he was he was the star of Fulham this year. He was the one that uh, ended up uh, on a free. He was kind of loaned out to Fulham, scored all those goals and got them back into the Premiership this year. Uh, yeah. He was with Newcastle uh, originally. So whether or not he stays with Fulham for this next year, we'll find out. But yeah, again, a, a, a group that they're going to have a hard time getting out. I think it's battle for second you know you've got brazil and then the other three are fighting to see if they can get in so let's take a look at the uh the final group we're going to check out this week next week we'll uh we'll take a look at uh the last two groups uh but group f mm-hmm. <clears throat> um this features the number one team in the world which is my guys germany ranked number one in the world and again a completely stocked lineup from top to bottom. However, there is a little asterisk there, and that is Manuel Neuer. Yes. The yes. goaltender who is, you know, was considered the best goalkeeper in the world when he was healthy, but he's been hurt and it was a pretty serious injury. And, you know, if he does come back full time and they, I think they're saying that he is going to play, um, he's not going to be the same. He plays with his feet a lot, and and he had a foot injury. I, I'm just, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I, I think he's such a good player. I think he's going to end up coming back. I mean, that, there's no question. And as a goalkeeper, um, he could probably have a little bit more time in terms of healing. He's probably not going to play too much in these current games. But obviously, the, you know, when you're a goalie and you get nominated to be, you know, player of the year with along with Ronaldo and Messi, right. it gives you right. an idea of how how good you are. Right. Um, so that gives an idea. But uh, you know, it's been a long, really long, long um, injury that he's had to deal with, and it's been tough. And in fact, you know, some breaking news here. I don't know if you even heard about this, but Leroy Sane. He just got left out of this 23-player roster. He did? Uh, yeah, it's such a – yeah, shocking. I was very, very surprised. So they just released the 23 roster today, and um, amazing. I was shocked that he, he got left out. But that gives you an idea of the depth of this squad. You well, know, that yeah. tells you how, how good they are. I mean, if you can afford to leave a guy who scored 15 goals for the, for the league champions in England – what does that, and, that, what does in, that tell and you? in a totally exciting way. I mean, he is such a great wing player. Wow, that's a I don't, yeah. I don't quite understand that move. Yeah, I was surprised. I think it was kind of between him and another player, and uh, they ended up going with somebody else. So yeah, but I mean, everything else. I mean, they're stacked. I mean, the, sure. the level right. of Tony players. Tony Kroos from Madrid. They've got Thomas Miller from Bayern. I think they have. I think there are six players from Bayern Munich on the team. Yeah, exactly. And another so, guy that was left off the roster was Goetze. Yeah. Who's exactly. scored the winning goal in the uh, championship game in 2014. He didn't make the roster either. I know. I he's, know exactly. he's only 25. It's not like he's, you know, aging out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now they did go with Gomez, who's a little older. Right. And uh, who's kind of that point guy. So. Maybe that was kind of their thoughts behind it. But, yeah, it, it's when I look at their squad, it's extremely strong. They've got some great players, and they're going to be really tough to beat for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I see them, uh, if they don't make it to the final game or at least the final four, the semifinals, it's a complete disaster in Germany. That's that's what it's gotten to. That's how strong they yeah. have been. 
that you know even yeah. in the years that they did not win the World Cup, they've either gone to the finals or the semifinals. They're, that's just expected in Germany. Well, they were in the Confederations Cup last year with their B team and still won it. So that gives you an idea. Right. That gives you an idea how right. good they are. They've got a lot of yeah. young talent too. Yeah. Uh, in addition to old guys, did Ozil make the team? Ozil's in it, yes. Okay. Although, yeah, they love him. They love him. I think he plays better for Germany than he's ever played for Arsenal. Yeah, no, he doesn't look so good for Arsenal, but uh, he is a he is an exciting player for Germany. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next. I could talk about Germany all day, but <laughs> you may not want to hear it. Uh, Mexico, ranked number 15 in the world. That has to be their highest ranking ever. Yeah, they've been up there. I mean, I think they've had some good teams in the past, but yeah, this is this is a, a decent squad. Um, certainly, in this, you know, I think this is the group of death, is what people are calling it yeah. because of the strong the strength of the group. But um, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio is the manager, and uh, he's put a pretty good little group together in terms of the team. I think Chicharito is going to be the main man again. Sure. Although he's been a bit up and down with playing for West Ham this year, and and then you got the Dos Santos group as well. Dos Santos just scored uh, just the other day when they played Scotland. Yeah, uh, LA Galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. He's got to be getting up there a little bit in an age because he's. I remember him playing at least. He must have been in the last four World Cups. Yeah, he's played in quite a few. He's getting a little bit older there. I think he's probably uh, early thirties by now. Yeah. And uh, Javier Hernandez, uh, who you mentioned, um, is a he's. I think he's one of those players now that if they held him out and brought him in the last ten fifteen minutes, he might be more effective than playing an entire game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've also got um, Raúl Jiménez, who's a place for Benfica, who had a decent season as well, and then. Um, you know, he might be that type of player who kind of comes in to kind of, you know, change the game in the last 20 minutes or so. But then again, because of his experience, you know, he he's only 29. He, he feel, I feel like he's been around for a long time, but yeah. he might be they might just go with him and maybe bring the younger guys in. So it, it's, he's got some decisions to make. There's no question. Um, but, you know, a good experience squad. Um, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be OK. Uh, Sweden is also in this group, and that is they're ranked twenty third in the world. But this is a team that uh, should not be overlooked, even though they don't have Ibrahimovic anymore. He is retired, and they are a little boring. But uh, ask Italy how good Sweden is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the biggest thing for them was obviously everything revolved around the Ibrahimovic uh, situation in terms of if he was going to play. I think they've made the decision that he's not going to be in the squad. So now they can really focus on what they're going to do as a group. Again, don't really have any superstars. They're no. just a solid team. Um, you know, Lindelof from Man United, the strongest defender for them. He's played a lot this year for Man U. And then, um, you know, Mark Nolson from Swansea City, unfortunately, got relegated. He's the other defender. So they're pretty solid in the back. I think that's been kind of one of the things that they do it. Uh, they do a pretty good job of thinking about that. But like you said, they're pretty predictable. They're going to play a 4-4-2. They don't really have much pace up front. They're not going to really trouble you, but they're going to be in the game. They're just going to be there. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. So. You know you know what I like about uh, previewing games with you is uh, as, as a longtime coach, <laughs> you always look at the back. It's like, who are their defenders? That seems to be <laughs> the most important thing. I, I totally agree. I mean, the games the game starts zero zero, so all you got to do is score one. If you can stop right. them from scoring, then you're in good shape. 
So here's here's my I was I was reading the uh, the English newspapers and what they had to say about all these teams. And here's my here's my favorite quote from the Daily Telegraph in England about Sweden's team. All right, this is the, they said the thing to look out for for Sweden's yeah. team. The Swedish fans range from the very good looking all the way to the extremely good looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Exactly, best fans in the world to watch. There's no question. No all question. right. So last team we're going to talk about this week is South Korea. They're uh, also in this group. But again, this is a team that has snuck through a couple of times over the last few World Cups. Even though they're right. ranked 61st in the world, don't count them out. I mean, they're sneaky. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they actually got to the semifinals back in 2002. Yeah, they exactly. Hosted. So, so uh, they can certainly do it. Got a couple of key players, you know, from... Tottenham, uh, Keeson Young's son from Tottenham has obviously had a great season for them. He was kind of the the understudy to Harry Kane this year, but did a really good job in terms of that. He's, he's he, an exciting player. Yeah, he's really good. And then Keeson Young, this is where we get kind of into our mispronunciations. Right. <laughs> Call, him is, key. Um, Call him Key. <laughs> key, yeah. Key is he's the key. From, uh, exactly, exactly. He was. He's the captain, played for Swansea City. Um, again, unfortunately, got relegated this year. So he's going to try. I'm sure he's looking for a new group, uh, a, a new team for this next season. But he, he's yeah, been, I mean, he's been in the Premier League for years. Yeah, he's been around for a lot. I mean, that gives you an idea of how good they are. You know, he's been playing for a long time at a high level. Um, same thing with 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 Tottenham's uh, Tottenham striker as well. You know, they've done really well. I mean, it's a, it's a strong group. Uh, again, we're probably going to find out more about these these Asian Tigers, as they're known. Um, we'll find out more about them as we go through the, the World Cup. Here's something else I learned from the Daily Telegraph about South Korea. Uh, and, I, and I think this is serious. When Korean fans get upset with their team, they apparently pelt them with toffee. Interesting. <laughs> I've never heard of. I have no idea why they do that. I'm sure there's a backstory there, but I'd like to hear it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's our that's yeah. our preview of those three groups. Next week we'll do a preview of. Is is there another team out there that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, the the potential winners. Oh, the potential winners yes. are still out there. <laughs> so yeah, Group exactly. G and H, which includes England, of course, uh, we'll be talking about them. Uh, but first, uh, you know, this is uh, still kind of the dead zone between the end of the Premier League season and the beginning of the World Cup, so we always ask Adam if he can provide us this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Is there anything at all to watch before the World Cup? (laughs) Well, there's lots of friendlies, so you can find friendlies, and the problem with those games are always kind of mixed up with players. You don't know who are going to be playing and who's not, but I think on on Thursday this week it will be a great game on the women's side. USA plays China, Fox Sports 1. I think it's going to be a really good game, 9 p.m. Um, there'll be some some good players out there to watch. This is a repeat of, obviously, back in the day, 1999 World Cup final when USA won, which we talked about last week with right. Randy Chastain. But, um, but yeah, it'll be definitely worth watching the, the women's national team who are looking pretty good, actually. Um, they've got some games coming up here in the next few months. They've got a little tournament with Brazil coming in and some other players. So, so um, actually, they're playing in Chicago. I just found that out not too long, uh, not too far away. So they'll be in Chicago here in the, in the next couple of months in a little four-team tournament. So that'd be exciting. So, um, so yeah, I, in terms of you're going to get your fill of men's soccer, get a little bit of women's soccer this week for sure. Sounds great. 
Uh, if you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, free qu- free kicks with Adam and Rick. And uh, uh, no, wait, how do, what is our uh, what is our tagline on Twitter? You, you it created is, that. Yeah, it's FK Adam and Rick. Okay, there you go. And on Facebook, you spell it all out because I'm very literal. I'm German. Free kicks with Adam and Rick. If you go there, you can check us out there. I mentioned all the other places you can subscribe and listen to us. You can check out our day jobs. I'm an author, publisher of Eckhart's Press, uh, Eckhart'sPress.com, and the co-host of Minutia Men Podcast with David Stern. Adam is the technical director and the director of coaching of the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. The executive producer of this podcast is Tony Lasano of Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?